It's podcasting time. I've said it before. I need to prepare more of these. But hey, it's K Prices, the comic book podcast that I host, Henry Gilbert. That's me, and we talk about graphic novels, sequential art, line drawings on paper, comic books. Hold on, I almost had my noise. I heard you giggling. I was like, all right, there. Because uh, normally, I've... you rarely use a soundboard. There's a, a couple technical reasons. I do love it, though. People wish it would come back. We make a silly joke, and then yeah, something like that comes out. Dave made a joke. The Instagram picture I sent out of the xenomorph statue at on the Puerto Vallarta, Mexico boardwalk. It's a really, really good xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sits there very still, and if you put change in his jar, he moves like a motherfucker. Is it an alien? It is an alien. It is an alien. It's like Dave's like, wow, you saw that in Mexico. Would you call that an illegal alien? <laughs> That's like, Christopher Antista there, the what? other guy on the show. And then the other other guy on the show, Brad uh, Elster. Uh, my new catchphrase is... Oh, fuck, what was the new catchphrase? From Rick and Morty. Uh, mm. I don't remember. Never mind. Sure I do love Rick and Morty. Really I haven't makes... seen the season finale yet. Oh, no, it's great. Well, I haven't seen the episode, but the ending is great. Well, yeah. I also haven't watched the season finale of uh, Community season. Five the ending either. is so fantastic. Right. Well, hold on, sorry. The the last sting. Okay. I saw that All before right. the episode, and it's hysterical. All right. Why am I? I feel like I'm trying not to curse. Like, why mm. am I holding back? That's weird. You're working, you're working, you can let it rip. You're working clean. Let it rip. Say whatever you want. Dicks. This isn't VG Empire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a clean show for losers. Boo. Oh. So, you know, interesting, you said... It's my chest tight. <laughs> you said graphic novels, right? So Yes. So, what's the... De- uh, what's over the, the weekend, de- I was at a... Uh, we were with some, like, a family kind of dinner thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my family, but uh, Carolyn's family. Mm-hmm. The and, family, we got you. Yeah. No one so talks about your business. Yeah. So, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, there's a gathering of folks there, and... There's just a moment where, like, uh, the term graphic novel wasn't really known to a lot of people. To, to not, not a lot, but, like, several people there. That's that term. They're just like, what is that? Like, I've heard, like, one of them is a... It's not for people who don't read comics. It's <laughs> for it's an excusatory term. It, yeah, it was weird. So I had, comics. like, at, at this table explain where I'm like, oh, it's basically when people have thought comic books were too geeky or sounded like they were for kids or funny Funny pages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically invented a term in the '80s, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. invented a term to sound cooler. Yes. But then what happened is when parents hear it now, uh, they're kind of like, or not not necessarily parents, but just pe- older people from like the '60s and '70s who grew up with comic books kind of on the periphery of like, oh yeah, that you buy those for a nickel in the store. Right? Thing where Superman speaks out loud for like or thinks yeah. out loud for like <laughs> 28 pages. Yeah, but then it's like Guess. they hear the same graphic novel and like, oh my my 10 year old is into graphic novels. That word graphic sets off a bell where it's like oh. that sounds like it's this is evil. Like, is there even a story here, or is this just like people beating each other up? Mm-hmm. And it was just weird having that, like, what I take for granted. I was like is having it? to actually explain this. And they're like, oh, okay, I wow. see. But it was like the, mm-hmm. there wasn't this demonizing of it. It was well, like, a, oh, okay. I see. Well, we grew up in a time when, like, we heard the term graphics all the time, but about right. video games. Yeah. So we know that it, graphics is just another word for a visual representation. Yeah, yeah. so we have to, re- we should retire at least two terms for Sequential the definition art, for the. Word I I like uh, I like sequential art. Sequential art's a great good one. As as coined it's in, by Scott McCloud in. Uh, have you guys read Understanding Comics? 
No. Then you will never truly do. understand comics <laughs> until you read. Already, man, I don't have no idea what I read this week. Well, he did a three. He did a three volume set, all of which are worth reading. But the first one is is I'd say essential. Understanding comics is all this talk about. Well, okay, here's here are the two reasons I think you guys would want to read it. Mm-hmm. First off, that three reasons. Yeah. First off, uh, seventeen reasons. Uh, no, the first off, he has a really interesting history of comics and that, like, he treats it, especially the, reading this in 1989, his history of comics, basically when it comes to superheroes, he's like, well, Will Eisner did something good, Jack Kirby did something good, and some other guys did stuff in comics, but it's about the artist. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter if Batman or Superman were the people that he, they drew. Uh-huh. And then also that he is very focused on Japanese art. Like, I really, like, he mm. was... Ahead of the time, he was just like, no, me, uh, uh, Osama Tezuka is so, mm. he was, he is the best. Like, and, and I don't know if I would still say Tezuka is the best pure storyteller in comics. He, he is really, really good. And I, and I haven't read enough of his stuff anyway. Second, other thing that he talks about is just all this understood language of comics that you mm-hmm. just took for granted just because you've read enough of them. That he explains, like, no, here's how time flows through a panel. Here's mm-hmm. here's what it means when you have a panel in between these two. Like, he's giving, he's right. explaining concepts you know in your head but never thought about. I, I saw my ex this weekend um, in Mexico, and mm-hmm. I gave her a comic that I sh- thought she would like, and she found it very frustrating because she did not innately understand the flow of comics. Yeah, yeah and you can't you can break the sequential outline with. If it's something thin that takes up the whole page, that's the last panel you read. <laughs> it did yeah. she. She's, it's like it was trying to deliberately confuse me. She's not dumb. No, but it's no, just she had you, she didn't know the language. They yet. write comics for people who have read millions of comics. I mean, we mentioned that because uh, oh, go ahead. I was well, reading. Uh, right. Go ahead. Now the third thing I wanted to God. say that I really like that he does, doesn't it? He talks about the different levels of being an artist, of being like you're an imitator first, and then you can kind of do well, and then you analyze it uh, what you're doing, and then you try to do something more and try to do something more. It's about ever improving as an artist and like his steps. Of, of what it is to be an artist. Like, I don't know. It was really interesting. Right? Exactly. I really like it. So, yeah. Understanding Comics. Check it out, guys. There's a link to it on this week's episode it's, page if I did my job correctly. a boy. All right. It, 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 what did we read? I read... I finally read um, Days of Future Past. Okay. Which the collection I did have, yes, has two uh, intro comics. Mm-hmm. Days of Future Past and the Merry Christmas uh, <laughs> ah, when, X-Men Yeah, issue. when Sprite is Sprite. Uh, defending... I was going to send you that for sequential. It's just Professor Xavier holding up a glass... Everybody at Cheers. Uh, I to posted strike. that like seven months ago. I, I mm-hmm. felt like you did. I felt like you did. It's a great one. Yeah. Well, well, well. Our newest member, Sprite. Sprite. Uh, but it did, re- re- reading that, I mean, the only revelation I had, and again, I haven't been reading comics for as long as you do, and been reading mainly new, newer stuff, is that mm-hmm. the omniscient narrator is gone from modern Marvel yeah. comics completely. Yeah. Yeah. There is maybe someone who speaks to you at the beginning. Well, and thought balloons are basically dead. But it's like too. when you say Chris, Chris Claremont wrote this book, it's clear because most of the words are Cl- Chris Claremont speaking to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the entire time in this time of the future. I've been Newton trying to get, the, but it was a Fyric yeah, victory. The Marvel Masterworks, <laughs> Uncanny X Men, uh, basically starting with Giant Size X Men One mm-hmm. with the new team of Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That stuff's all great, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of ends with Volume Six and Seven. I feel like. Because six is Days of Future Past one, mm-hmm. and I cannot find that anywhere. It's not in a yeah. store. It's not on Amazon. Like it just doesn't exist. And it's what I—I I don't want to buy Days of Future Past from some other collection because mm. it, it won't line up on my shelf. <laughs> well, I'm just baffled, like knowing as little as I do about the movie, like how many things are going mm. to have to change. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I mean... It, oh, yeah, only like the chorus of core concepts. <laughs> I mean, it's, you gotta it's mold like, a lot of it. It is the elevator pitch that I think yeah, is going yeah. into the movie. Oh, it's the X-Men in the future, and then they gotta go back to the past and save the day. All right, but cut the girl, make it Wolverine. Yeah. It's not uh, Star Kitty Pride anymore. And, yeah, uh, when we got... We made that other movie, so we gotta attach it. When we watched... I was thinking about that. When we watched Wolverine, mm-hmm. the Wolverine... No, not the Wolverine. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh... At the end, they had that thing of like, oh, let's collect it to the, connect it to the next one, which we know will be set in Japan. And like, this is just a thing you thought you might do. Like, you didn't do long term planning. When yeah. Marvel connects it, when a Marvel Studios yeah. film connects to the next film, yeah. they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. In they three probably years. already cast it and yeah. like have a director. And... The one in Captain America was directed. Captain America: Winter Soldier was directed by Joss Whedon, yeah. cast with his people. Like it, it is an Avengers two. People. As as was the stinger in the first Captain America movie, which exactly. was also footage that they reused in Avengers, which might be one of my favorites. And that's the type of pre-planning that they yeah. can't that uh, the, the the Fox Marvel films I don't think are as ready to do I'm hoping after Days of Future Past and then apparently they're going right into Apocalypse yep mm-hmm. uh, weird I'm hoping that lets them start actually planning something well part of the deal is that you just have to plan your next two movies in advance well I also like, w- I'm hoping and this is I mean because Hugh Jackman recently said like look it's inevitable I can't be Wolverine forever mm-hmm. that's just not I want to do it as long as I can but blah 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 so Days of Future Pat or our Apocalypse is set for like what 2018 16 2016 they could have it out in two years oh. pretty much everything's on a two year kind of cycle so I'm just hoping after that they just like either kill everyone or end that storyline and let okay 2000 to, 2000 to 2016 is Fox's X-Men saga mm-hmm. start over they didn't give the first class enough room to shine yeah and they're well, already like wiping the slate with that so it's mm-hmm. like just start over recast everyone like just and, and build something big from the beginning, and you can play with the entire X Men world, but just well, do it right. Well, the thing is that they they've said they want to connect the Fantastic Four film to the X Men universe, also. And try well, they to make can. It's just like now it's going to be this a new Fantastic Four world brought into an X Men universe that's been going for ten movies. Yeah, like so it's like almost you, twenty years. How like, do you suddenly? Uh, anyway, this is this yeah. isn't about reading comic books. Uh, so I read the, the latest, latest super- Poppycock. Ah. Uh, did everybody read Superior Spider-Man 31 here? I did. Uh, the final one? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That's fine. Felt but, a little fast. I thought we talked about it last week. Did we? Uh, we might have. Maybe. Right. I, I read it. it. It was fine. I, it really, it's just like I enjoyed everything else I read. Yeah. Before. When does Amazing mm-hmm. One come out? Uh, the... The same week as the movie in America, the first oh, week of May. Great. I did read a quote. Uh, so I read this. I read this quote from Steve Wacker, uh, who was the uh, EIC uh, or the the chief editor of the of the Spider Man book. At the end who, of the issue, he's heavily thanked by Dan Slott. Chimes in the letter section yeah. to thank him specifically. Like he's not here anymore, but he deserves all the credit in the he, universe. Yeah, he shepherded the and project. In a weird quote says like they they said this will this you is, can only yeah. do this for a couple weeks. He's like, no, I think we can drag it out. Till the movie, he says. Until Amazing Two, like see that's that was, the thing. That yeah, was Slot's that goal. that is the quote that mm-hmm. I was going to mention. Yeah, that they that it was what well, we all guessed. Like they is like we have we have cracked the formula. Like it totally is true. Like people weren't just saying that to be cynical. They're like, no, this is what the editors say in the office. They say. Peter Parker has to be Spider-Man again by the time the movie comes out. Well, I mean, out. this has been the so. case, like, literally. Like, the first instance uh, is Spider-Man that I that I know of off, off the top of my head was Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. 
tying in all of a sudden Doc Ock's in a Doc shitload Ock was of comics. in every comic book. And it's like, okay. And then Spider-Man 3, oh, look, Lizard's back in a bunch of comics. And he wears a black costume for three months. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, he, uh, the back in black the back stuff. And, black, and, yeah. and that, uh, that kind of was a fallout of Civil War, but it was still like this all lined up. Yeah. And it's all very intentional, but it was like, okay, well, whatever. But with this, it was like, this was a major thing where Peter Parker is not Spider-Man. He's dead and gone. Mm-hmm. And Doc Ock is in his body. And it's like... I'm fine with this because I know Amazing Two is set for May May second May fourth yes. two thousand or you know what the dates, May the fourth the yeah. date's already set yeah so it's like oh so what two weeks before a month before he'll be back so, okay fine mm-hmm. like it's 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 meaningless now to do these stunts because it's not meaningless but it's like mm-hmm. there's no but when you know the corporate have, stuff kind of yeah. spoils the end for you it's just, yeah I'm not I'm not saying that I wanted it to run forever I just yeah. didn't, I didn't I would have liked to have it be less predictable when it because happened. there's mm. some level of it where it's like oh they told a story mm. they wanted to tell on some level they didn't because they did have an they expiration sped it up a li- well and they they either like... sped it up or they drug it out because well, you felt... can't you can't have Parker return 4 months before the movie comes out cuz then the hype like mm-hmm. he's already been back and you want to have an amazing spider-man number one a new yes. number one come out with the movie that's yep. that's just their strategy pretty yeah. much with every buddy i that makes sense but yeah it's just that's the really daunting part like what do you i've been enraptured with the superior saga yeah it was what, great. what do you I, do to make amazing spider-man i do wonder because at the end of that book peter kind of I thought they were going to have more stuff where like people wouldn't know he was Doc Ock, but Peter is just kind of just going like, "Oh yeah, I was Doc Ock in there." And most people he oh. said it to were just going like, oh, "That makes sense. Yeah, you were Doc Ock. Cool. All right. <laughs> no argument here. Everything's back to normal. Like that's Still what I don't want to happen. Like <laughs> if the only side effect is that he's stuck with Parker Industries and he has to deal with being a mogul of this industry that Doc Ock built while he was alive. Like, but if he can just go to the Avengers, like, no, it's Doc Ock the whole time. All right, back in the Avengers, yeah. like that. I don't know. That's disappointing. That would be disappointing if it, if that's all the change it came. But I, I wish you guys had read, because you'd be able to inform me more on it. Uh, I did pick up a while back the first collection of Avengers AI. Yeah, I did read I read it. the first issue and just didn't really get it. As much it. as I like Pym, it's just I was so sick of Ultron, the, mm-hmm. the Age of Ultron. I didn't want to read that. Well, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with Ultron at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the main villain has somehow seized, seized one of Iron Man's old armor, so he just looks like the... Uh, Winged face, like the one, the Iron Man mask that would fit perfectly in Scarlet Witch's uh, oh yeah head wrap. He's the got pointy, that, the pointy one. Yeah. He is now the main villain, um, and it's just it's weird. It's interesting, super interesting, but it's it's tugging on the same heartstrings of the X Men, a la Singer's universe. Mm-hmm. Isn't like why are everybody if they continue to try and oppress us, uh, the AI? They're right. trying to kill us every day. We have to fight against them. And it's inter- they bring Vision in, and he's like. Hmm. Why am I fighting on their side? Yeah. <laughs> that That's they really do, they really would like to wipe us out. It's who's who's on the, the well who's on the team? One of the runaways, um, Victor. <coughs> yeah, the Victor who he thought was son. Da, da, yeah he thought was Doom's son, but it was actually Ultron. It's son. Ultron's son, and then That's the, the Brian K. Vaughn twist. The other Victor, uh, which is the Doombot, oh. which Ta- for some reason, like every time he appears, I love because he is Doctor Doom incarnate. Mm-hmm. But Pym has inserted a black hole in his chest. <laughs> wow! In order, that's, to, that's in order to make him do exactly what he wants, but he always is doomed, but forced to act like an Avenger, mm. and just gets decapitated and curses people. <laughs> and comes that's back funny. Like, it, it, it is completely like fun. It's just like it's it's not. But I don't I, know. I don't know how interesting that is. It's like yeah. AI versus humans. Like I do have too much to read. So I, I, uh, it's hard to add. 
I read. Yeah. I, just, uh, I love Vision stuff. I read. I yeah. love Vision too. Mm-hmm. I read Miss uh, Marvel number three, which was really good. That series is still a lot of fun. Check that out, goddamn. It's fun. Uh, it's just I love the art and I love uh, it. It's I'm in a position where I can't buy comics, everyone, so please direct message me your uh, digital codes on Twitter. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's just fun because it doesn't read so much like a superhero comic because it's just this really, like teenage girl. I really like mm-hmm. the first issue. Uh, tr- like finding powers and then trying to deal with it while she's grounded. Mm-hmm. and But it doesn't re- come across as like pandering to high school kids or something like, i don't know it, it feels it it's, feels it's very the, fun the tragedy of like she grows up in a traditional muslim household not the tragedy but like it's like it's a conflict i can't relate to but i find fascinating yeah i mean there's a, there's a moment in the new issue where they go uh to church mm. and uh, a mosque tabernacle yeah, well, I, or synagogue synagogue <laughs> synagogue uh, <laughs> uh but it's you know it, it's they definitely treat it like a Okay, our, my brother's really into it, and dad's really into it. Okay, so we'll go out of respect. But then they point out, like, uh, yeah, it's just hard to be really into this uh, talk when we can't see you. And then it shows, like, there's a screen up so that the women in, in those sermons can't aren't, uh. aren't can't be seen. And they're like, weren't, isn't there a place in time where this was all still unified and we could all sit in the same room and see each other? And it's like, oh, but that was a blessed time before temptation. And they're just like, oh, God, we'll be back later. <laughs> so it, it was just kind of like a nice. It was just this. I don't know. That's interesting. It's an insight it, into a culture. Yeah, yeah. insight into a culture I don't know nothing about. So it was like I don't know. It, it and the stakes right now are still so low that it's it's fun to read something that doesn't end every issue with. And how will they save everything? Is the world dead. And yeah. Speaking of the world being dead, I read uh, the first original Sin number zero came out. Oh, I uh, kicked that off with the Watcher, like who killed the Watcher. But this no. is oh, fuck. I wanted to check that. This out. Is, I like that it's a murder mystery. That's an interesting yeah. hook to hang this on. This is all. It's Mark Wade, and it's just Kid Nova hmm. flying to the moon to be like, wait, like he brings it up to Iron Man and Cap. Like he's like, hey, do you think the Watcher was watching me during that fight? And they're like, kid, I mean, this is not a big enough deal for the Watcher <laughs> to care. Like he, I, sorry. Oh yeah, Nova was. He had a lot of stuff going on with the Watcher. Yeah. So then he's like, um, he's like, I forgot how they phrase it, but it's done in a, in a way that I was like, oh, that is kind of funny and interesting. Uh, it's like, so why does he watch? And they're like, well, he watches so that he can record everything. And he's like, well, yeah, but why? Like, <laughs> tell the reader this is going to be interesting. But he's like, well, it was a very, it was a very modern way of looking at. It. It's like, well, like, why is he mining this data? Like, I know why advertisers do it, and I know why, I know why, like, yeah, I know why, I know why Apple does it. But like, why does why does he watch? Like, what is he going to do with that information? And Cap's like, we, uh, we don't know. So he goes to ask, and then in so doing, you kind of find out a little bit of motivation, even really? in this number zero of like why Watcher watches. It isn't mm-hmm. s- simple enough of like cataloging galactic no, events. Because uh, even then, it's like to what end? Like yeah. just because? Because that's just to have it. The that, Watchers are always there to yeah. watch a thing happen. Yeah. And like, there's the the beginnings of like a, an exploit of, a, and it's mm-hmm. it's just enough to go. Okay, I get why that makes Uatu unique. Maybe not all Watchers behave this way, but I get why he would be more vested in. Well, notice he does bend the rules a lot and like inter- interject. Uh, he He's done it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he does it all the time, and it's like, do they all do that, or is it just him? And it's like, okay, well, here's why, and maybe, is... maybe not so much why he interjects, but here's definitely why he he seems to have a little bit of. Do they draw him in a more alien style, like with a skinny body and a big no. head? Because I've oh, been yeah, seeing yeah, that yeah. more. Yeah. I don't want to overshadow because you guys poo pooed the shit out of Red Hulk and like. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. The moment where he's fighting Green Hulk and like the Watcher appears and like, the hell is your problem? He's like, I'm here to record all history. And the, the Red Hulk just beats the shit out of him. And like the last panel is like the Watcher missing teeth. Fucking Jeff Loeb. <laughs> Fuck that, man. Fuck that. It's a funny scene. I had a complaint about Jeff Loeb too that I'm going to say right now after <laughs> no. I say this. No. Uh, which hey, is you're that, stacking the deck here with complaints. About the thing about the Watcher is it was on. Did I tell you guys on the Simpsons on one of the Simpsons commentaries in the late seasons? You guys probably mm-hmm. didn't buy like me because I waste money. Uh, Stan Lee is on it because he's on an episode in like season thirteen Anything or something. Anything you ask me to do for a modicum of money, yes. I will do. And so he shows up to the commentary <laughs> tracks, and they're they're talking to him, and like they're super nerds. And there's this awesome moment where like. At the start of it, Al Jean, who's one of the executive producers who's on pretty much every commentary, mm-hmm. like he goes like, man, all these Simpsons fans who ask these questions we don't know about, it. it's annoying. And then a little bit later, he says to Stan, when there's a, like a lull, he goes like, so Stan, in, a, in, in Fantastic Four comics, how come the Watcher, like, he's not supposed to do anything, but he does stuff all the time. And, uh, and then Stan just goes like, well, he didn't interfere in any, you know, big way it would just be in a simple way and i wish you didn't put me on the spot with this question and, and then the other people call him out like you're being the nerd that you just complained about it's <laughs> it's pretty fun but the all right the complaint about jeff well, now that you've described the entire event i don't have to watch it eh, there's there's more to it it's a fun <sighs> commentary track uh, i feel like i got it anyways i read nova <laughs> the most recent nova collection oh, i forgot about that kind of sucks oh, it, no. well it didn't it didn't suck but like and now it's on your shelf forever. So Jeff Loeb and Did Ed McGinnis. Did find his drunk dad? <laughs> no, he's still in outer <laughs> space. So, yeah, so wait. Okay, the new Nova. The kid yes. Nova. Is his dad Richard Ryder? No. Richard so, Ryder is presumed dead. Ever since the Thanos. Even though Star-Lord is not dead. Right. And in Guardians of the Galaxy comics, they basically imply that he made some deal with Thanos to let them both survive that thing. And that was but the end no of... There's no explanation why Richard Ryder is That was the end of Phalanx? Or, or no, that, the Thanos Imperative. Thanos Imperative. Okay. Yes. Where all of them were just trapped in the Cancerverse together, yes. seemingly all doomed to die. Yes. Then, Than- then Starlock came back with no explanation. Right. And I feel like twelve issues into Guardians of the Galaxy, somebody said to him, "Like, people are asking why Starlock's <laughs> back. Like, you gotta ex- have just a throwaway line of dialogue." And then Richard Ryder, like, they're still like, "No, he is dead. We're not saying why. We don't. Honestly, we don't know why. But let's just say he's dead." So yeah, there's Kid Nova, and his dad was a member of the Black Nova's team, a super secret covert team of Novas that <laughs> nobody ever heard of. It's such a bullshit. Like it's very convenient. Yeah, it's it's one of those very convenient bullshit Jeff Loeb make em ups. Like well, I don't need to recognize. <laughs> Jeff Loeb I don't make em up. Just describe every, just to <laughs> diminished everything Jeff Loeb ever did. I'm just saying he does all this stuff. The where, like saga, just a bunch of make em ups. I don't need to. I don't need to know continuity. Look, Fiction. there was this super secret part of continuity that nobody knew about that I just made up, and they're more powerful than everybody. So how does he same keep with that fucking Red Skull, a Red Hulk shit, man? How did he get like what what stories put him on the map such that he could keep inventing shit? It was the Long Halloween, stuff. right? So that, Long Halloween, I read and Halloween. liked. Yeah, it was really good. So, but then that, he that also, he's, but that he's sticking to character motivations, canon. Like he's not messing with anything, right? Then he wrote Jim Lee's Return to Batman, which Hush. Which oh, was, Hush, right, right. Which was unfulfilling, but good. it was a monster hit. Like, right, it, it yeah. had a crappy ending. All yeah. Jeff Loeb stories have crappy ending. Then from there, he just kind of went from event book to event book. Dark he did Victory. Super. He did Superman and yeah. Superman slash Batman. Yeah, yeah, resurrected was, one of the Flash. 
Yeah, he, um, he, he did a lot of stuff. And then Marvel bought him and uh, got him in on an exclusive contract. And he like helps produce their TV shows. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Other I, I am reading The Thing Freak Show by him, I think. But he sucks. He sucks, and that he I really and like his characters in his in the origin of does Nova seem, story. Does he like, well, the way, it was oh, sorry, so no. just in the origin of Nova story. Every mm-hmm. character was just such a cardboard cutout of just like I'm spunky teenager, I'm cute meek girl, I'm oh. angry mother, I'm drunk but redeemable father, I am I'm your Jeff father's Jeff old Jones. rival, and it was just and <laughs> like the vice print the principal. At I'm the, Racer X, the <laughs> principal at his school. Who says like he basically says, "You you're turning out like your father. You'll amount to nothing." Is exactly the principal from Back to the Future. Like they just drew the principal from Back to the Future. Oh no, I do remember that. I think. It was lame. It was lame. Slackers. And then at the, so then then Jeff Loeb in an even shittier thing. Like he writes five issues and he's like, "All right, I did the origin. I'm done. This isn't worth my time anymore." And so then Zeb Wells has to take up the mantle and basically just pull back because Nova Nova ends the book by beating his dad's rival and then in Avengers versus X-Men the Avengers Thor asks him to join the Avengers and like that is such a quick like zero to 60 for a superhero career mm-hmm. that when Zeb Wells writes him he has to do like multiple issues of just Nova getting humility and going like Oh no! I fucked up this shit. I, I messed up this too. I'm terrible with my secret identity. It's all this. <laughs> it needed to ground him more. And then by the end of it, it's like I'm reading and I realize they're canceling Nova. Like this uh. is the last issue, and they're setting up for a new Warriors book. Like that. That's just so shitty. I feel like I can blame Jeff Lowe for that. Jeff Lowe's like, man, I can fuck all that Richard Ryder stuff. I don't need right. to reboot that. I'll make up a new character. Uh, what's a what's a lame name? Sam Alexander. Yeah, <laughs> and he'll be Sam Alexander. He'll be cool. Writes it for five issues. I'm gonna go back to just consulting on TV shows now. <laughs> Fuck this. You deal with it. Six issues later, canceled. Burn. Like just. It does make me wonder, like when they get around, because the Nova Corps is the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yes. Mm. Uh, they still haven't said if Nova himself is correct. No. Yeah. They talk about Xandar and Zandarian, and right. if you see in the trailers, yeah. you can see John C. Riley sure. has the Nova kind of symbol. Yeah, on. yeah. I do. If you read that, if you read that Nova book and consider it the treatment for a Nova film that would operate as a spinoff to Guardians of the Galaxy, then it totally makes sense. Because the Sam Alexander one. Sam Alexander. That's what makes me wonder because I wonder what version they would do at this point: the kid one or? Well, they would, yeah, he's. The Sam Alexander story, Jeff Loeb is a screenwriter first, not a comic writer. That's or right. at least I feel like that's how he was treating it. And so this was his mm. like here's Because it's I interesting because of all the Marvel Studios of all the Marvel Studios movies, there isn't a kid. Yeah. So it's like do you he try fills, to do do you try to do that? He fills a certain demographic. Yeah. And and his story of like the boy <laughs> discovering his dad's superpowers and going into outer space. There's not space. even any teenagers anymore. Yeah. And he goes into <laughs> outer space and gets his and and he's taught about outer space and recruited by Gamora and Rocket and so you just have Gamora and Rocket in the movie too. Yeah, that makes sense. And they hang out with him and he teaches and they explore a different part of outer space like it totally works. Like yeah. that Nova could if Ga- Guardians is even a little successful Nova could be like another a 2016 or 17 movie. Yeah. So, yeah. And speaking of movies, I bothered for no particular reason but out of just I've never really cared so I thought I would. Mm-hmm. The IDW Godzilla comic from last year. Oh, that's still, that. I haven't read it. That's still going. I bought the first two issues since they're cheap. Uh, mm-hmm. And 
so I read what the, interpretation of, Zelda, of Godzilla is, and I almost said. Zelda. I mean, it's it's a more modern like. Mm-hmm. You know, like the 2000 era style Godzilla. Okay. So he is like the force of nature. Post Gino. Yes, but uh, that's he's called Zilla. Okay. First of all, uh, but he's I Zil- like Gino. Zilla actually shows up in the in the first, in the issue, and it's a it's a reveal at the end of the first issue because they're like they're tracking some shape in the water, and so you kind of come into this world where. They've just these people are setting up a new field of study called megabiology, which is the study. <laughs> I like that. The study of all these giant fucking things, and it's like we have to stop reacting to them and actually start studying them, mm. so we can learn what, why, why does this mm. keep happening? And the human stuff, the human writing is—it's just hard for me to get into because Godzilla is such a weird interest for me because a lot of it's nostalgia. A lot of those movies are just bad. But I love them. But you don't have guilty pleasures. You have unabashed things. That right. You like. So it's this weird middle line where, like, if someone goes, like, what Godzilla movie should I watch? None of them. Like, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know what to suggest because I'm like, I don't know. Watch Biolani and if you, uh, 1985 is pretty good. I think Godzilla 2000 is pretty good. 2000 is fine, but it's still him versus something. And I always like introducing a thing where he's not fighting anything. Because yeah. that's the how stare- many times does that happen? Well, I thought there's, two- like, there's like five you well, can watch. Okay, 2000 though does start out with just him being destructive, yeah. and then the monster shows up li- a little later. It's way late, but yeah. anyway, the, the comic is is fun because you're like, I don't know, there's this shape in the water that looks like it could be Godzilla, but it's probably not. But it sure does move, and but he's too he's faster and a little sleeker. But it everything else reads like Godzilla, and so mm. the whole comic you think it's going to be Godzilla. And then when it does, the full stage splashes. It's the 1998 Godzilla on in Honolulu, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then the next issue is them beating the shit out of each other. But fun. I always had a problem, like, because to me, the one of the biggest things about Godzilla is the sound, is mm. the sound of his footsteps, the sound of the roars, the sound of his radioactive breath, and the music backing him and up. the music yeah, backing yeah. him up. So then when I when I watch the comics, and it's just like screech, <laughs> like I can't, like I can't, I, I, yeah, I, I lose that. it completely. And also the the, the way roar. it's roar, roar, like the way it's colored, <laughs> it's too cartoony, like it's too bright. Oh, no. uh, the Hanna Barbera? No, it's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> you think that's bad? But mm. like the Dark Horse comics from the eighties or, or maybe it was early nineties, they're black and white and I think they're just reprints of a Japanese comic now that I think about they it. They might be. But uh those were pretty cool because they were black and white. They're kind of I think they were more or less a retelling of nineteen eighty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 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 memory is pretty vague on these, but those I was into as a kid because they were very like these comics, the IDW, they're serious. They're not like playing it for laughs. Like it is a world where monsters beat the shit out of each other, and, and the Ghostbusters fight the Mars Attacks guys. Yeah, <laughs> Transformers. Also, in this one issue, the amount of devastation that is done to Honolulu is like this is uninhabitable forever. <laughs> like there's huge. Well, at least that's what he's supposed to do. Unlike Superman in the Man of Steel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ding! I said it. But it, it is like the the scale of destruction is like, guys, this like mm. it. The spectacle is one thing, but like spectacle in a visual format, movie-wise, is one thing. But when you're drawing in a comic, it's like, yeah, you can draw anything. So it's not quite the same effect when you see buildings collapsing, right? So artists can take it on themselves. Like well, they can you, go so you can far. go so crazy, and it's like, uh, so you just had Zilla digging tunnels underneath Honolulu, the size of him. It was, the Dark Horse comics were a trans, uh, translated version of the manga Return of Godzilla. Oh, there you go. That's which 19- was based on the Japanese version of the rather, uh, rather than the Americanized version of Godzilla 1985. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly what I just said. 
Yeah. I'm just sounded unsure. No, I'm happy to know that I was right. I was. I. I there were no asterisks did you, there. Did you see that on com- on the, the second to last episode of Community that they had a joke that was basically your thing of saying like, "Oh, now that it's more accurate, it's hilarious." I was very happy to hear someone <laughs> yes. say that. I do love. Okay, but he, I love those those most recent uh, Godzilla commercials where. For the, Snickers? it's like thirty second. No, no, no. These are like thirty seconds long, and it, it like for the first twenty three seconds, it just seems like it's a human drama about people dealing with like a, a tornado or something, and just Brian Cran- uh, Cranston just like emoting, and then all the way to the end, like like you just get a second, just a flash of Godzilla. It's just, it's a cool, it's a cool ad. I got house, for, I got house for this movie, and the city is now officially blanketed in ads. There's wow. a huge billboard as I drive really? to work. Uh, there's bus stops. Like, oh man, I'm excited. <laughs> All right, That's so us. and I also read Saga, uh, tons of Saga. Yep, it's, you're up to up to date. Almost. They had, uh, Image had a sale of uh, collections. Issue eighteen. I- they haven't printed a new one since issue eighteen. It was so. it was an Eisner uh, sale. Uh, and, I, and but I also read uh, East to West, a Hickman book that I hadn't heard of. Oh, okay. But it was and it was mainly I. Love making the horrible joke that uh, comics I like should have a zero and then a four star button because that's the only ratings I ever see. Everything is four stars. Everything. Uh-huh. It's yeah. it, not made that before. Look at the ratings. Like, oh, do people like this? Everything is four stars because everybody's too afraid to say this is awesome. And that was the first thing I'd ever seen. The second collection said five stars mm-hmm. between ten people. That's a pretty good sampling. Right. And uh, it's about the four horsemen of the apocalypse and one horseman going rogue. And what means would human humanity get together and conspire so conspire to allow the apocalypse to happen i never played dark siders that's basically you missed out dark siders one and two are really good got plenty of time brother yeah you got time now well, I, one, could... I, I did finish one it was good by the way you have my arkham origins and i totally forgot about it i you went to it. you and you were just like i'll beat it real fast and uh, you can have it i played it on pc it? it looks great did you fi- okay yeah no, i bought it on pc copy back and uh, speaking of back we'll be back from a break in a second after we take it see ya And welcome to the break. This is the break for this episode of Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast I host. And this is no, I'm not. I'm almost went in the intro there. Now, hey, let's. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate all you groovy listeners for listening every week. And if you want to show your appreciation uh, for us, other than listening, there's a lot of ways you can do that at LaserTimePodcast.com. When you go to that website, lasertimepodcast.com, you'll see a little PayPal button. You can click on that and just give a little money our way. Uh, it's like a tip, kind of. Uh, you know, just a tip really helps us out. Or uh, there's the t-shirt store. You can buy a t-shirt from uh, the t-shirt store right below there. And show your pride in laser time. Or you can buy anything off Amazon. On the right side of the screen, there are links to Amazon stuff. You can buy what we're suggesting because we think they're neat. But if you want to buy anything like freeze-dried strawberries or new Adidas shoes like I did, you can buy them through that link and a little bit of money comes our way. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, be sure to subscribe and be sure to review us. iTunes reviews make me happy. I like to see them when they're not mean. So thanks for all the more recent ones that have not been mean and they're pushing down the mean ones. So thank you very much. Now it's time for the Hanks Corner. 
pick of the week, and I hate to do another omnibus because that is such a huge thing to ask people to buy or to suggest for somebody to buy. But I gotta say that I had a lot of fun with the Captain America Golden Age Volume 1 Omnibus that just came out. It is every original Captain America comic, and you can see how bad they were, but in a fun way. And also just the setup of... Only 70 bucks. It's just this huge chunk of Marvel history that I didn't know. All this pre uh, pre Silver Age stuff, and you see that like Captain America's, uh, you know, <laughs> was not written to be a character that would last forever. And they color his shield wrong. He just has a different shield for no reason in the second issue. It's all over the place, and that's what's fun about it, guys. And it even reprints the stuff that was in every Captain America uh, Captain America issue that. Nobody ever reprints because they're not Captain America comics, but they were just in the book. It's like some weird island monster story that was coupled with Captain America books. It's it's a really just neat, you know, time capsule, really. So there's a link to that and a bunch of other comics on the page for this on lasertimepodcast.com for this episode. Buy anything on there through Amazon, and again, it helps out the site. And now, back to the rest of the show! Not entirely related to comic books, but I think it, it cross-references a lot of our interests. Mm, okay. uh, this book, The Disaster Artist, oh, written by uh, Greg Shapiro. I no, I heard about it. Cicero, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, oh, hi, Mark, from The mm-hmm. Room. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, he wrote a book about his life with Tommy Wiseau, mm. and it's really good. And you can mm-hmm. buy it through Amazon on your Kindle, so oh. you send a, a dollar to Amazon, or to Laser Time that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. What? Well, a little less. But that's yeah, right. 35 cents. It'll mm-hmm. be great. But no, it's a great book, and I just assume most everyone listening has either watched or knows of The Room. Or and should like, watch. Should watch. It's a, it's an amazing movie. Oh, and, Mark. And I've only seen it twice in, in theaters, it's, and after reading this, like, I'm, we're going to have to go see it again. Like, yeah. it's, and it's a, it's a bunch of, like, amazing, like, just anecdotes about, like, so that's why that scene's that way. Yeah. Or this guy really is a weird mystery lizard that nobody understands. Yeah, he like, seems like a crazy, he's a crazy person. But, like, it's so weird. The stuff he does in this book, you're like, this this, this is super bizarre reality mm-hmm. that this guy exists in. And, also, uh, it's you, really good to... You can just watch clips of it and you don't get the real, like... The clips the give the you clips an idea. Great, the clips give you an idea, but now imagine that... that the like best moments of the room thing. This is the rare case where you think like, oh, well, that's probably the highlights. N- imagine ninety minutes where where that where that hysteria and confusion is mm-hmm. constant. You never ever go, oh, now I see this movie's yeah. just boring. It's like yeah. no, it, every scene, every line of dialogue, it's the whole new like huh? every what? everything is just. What? How did this happen? <laughs> like, I have so we, many. Questions. We saw it again like just a month ago, mm-hmm. and literally the first. I bet two minutes I already threw my hand, like, looked up at the ceiling, like, what the fuck? 
the, I love it. I've yeah. seen clips of it online. It doesn't touch in person watching a 90 minute movie where everybody introduces themselves in every scene with oh hi person I'm talking to people leave come and go there's oh, no hi. Uh, motivations oh, hi. change wardrobe it's, oh, it's just insane oh, it's insane uh, but yeah it's called The Disaster Artist it's really really good you know what uh, I did today uh, I've been uh, thinking a lot about uh, game this is a Game Boy turned 25 today uh. And I was thinking about... Uh, well, In Japan, I, correct? Yes. So, it, hey, I, I don't all care. All right, look. I don't care. Look. This is a whole nother discussion. You know what? I'm going to go and do it right do it, now. Do it. I'm <laughs> here. I was a little annoyed that, like, at my day job, I knew this 25th anniversary is coming up for the of its first launch in April. Right. But I also knew June was the American 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So in planning stuff, I was like... Well, yeah, that's when the Japanese one is, but nobody cared when I'd celebrate the Japanese release date of Super Mario World or right. Super NES. They yeah. care about when it was America. Cut to Monday. Every goddamn site posts yeah. like, 25th anniversary Game Boy. And then mm-hmm. I look like a jerk for missing out on this anniversary. I was like, I didn't think anybody would care. Yeah, it and, is weird how that, like, I always prefer, like, do the anniversary for the country you're in. Because, yeah. like, did you know, like... I wasn't there. Like that's not what happened. Yeah. That is think, not how it happened. Here. I think it, it was a snowball of popular opinion. I think it was that everybody was like, "Oh, it's been twenty five yeah, years." Yeah, I think Boy, Let's that, just yeah. all talk about I, it. I mean, obviously, there's some uh, SEO baiting in all of this, but <laughs> it's it's more that like I think we were finally ready to celebrate the Game Boy to a certain extent, where mm-hmm. it doesn't normally it doesn't get held aloft as best system, and its games aren't the best. Kind of dated. It's but... it's extremely dated. Like I, it is the one cool comparison of like. Guys, go watch Casablanca or Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Like that looks old. Well, the Game Boy was newer than a lot of NES games. It is more advanced in a lot of ways, but l- it is literally black and white. Yeah. How do you get someone to care about a black and white? That's game what's crazy. Else is in? like there are, <laughs> there are like for example, the, the Mega Man games are coming to uh, vir- to 3DS Virtual Console. Oh yeah. Uh, two, three, four, five, and Extreme One and Two, which are, which are color. So I'm trying to put together like a couple articles on them and, and and stuff like that, and it's like it's just interesting to see. And this this also extends to like the first Ninja Turtles game for Game Boy, mm-hmm. where it, that was a way better game than the first NES game. Mm-hmm. And they keep getting more interesting as you go. Yeah, but the thing that I loved was like Game Boy. There's this there's this beauty to the black and white sprites that kind of carries over from black and white film, whereas mm-hmm. you only have these shades you, of gray you to work only with. Work in so many colors, so you gotta make it work. So they have to be very careful about how mm-hmm. they arrange things. And when you have those those great like splash images. Of, of, of like Darkwing Duck and yeah, in, in, uh, great. or the Ninja Turtles of the yes. start screen. Yeah. Yes, that start screen or like Camp the Deadly. ending. The ending, like or I guess Camp Deadly, but moments like that. Where like, this, this, this Link's looks Awakening. Really, yeah, it, Link's yeah. Awakening too. Where you're like, this looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. The the cons- yeah, I do like that the constrictions caused some very creative designs, mm-hmm. or sometimes it's pieces of garbage were made and that's why I came to I was also doing this at the same time as doing something on the history of Spider-Man video games the Game Boy one's like the best one they are the worst (laughs) they are the fucking worst they're the bad I was doing I'm doing one where I'm like man wouldn't it be cool if there was a a game of just Spider-Man versus the Spider-Slayers the invasion of the Spider-Slayers story from the 90s and there is there is Game Boy Color very bad Game Boy game yes Uh, one of those has really good music that was part of the spectacular Mm -hmm. Spider-Songs episode of VG Empire now almost two years old the Game Boy had such great music like it Uh, is so I mean, that's why chiptunes people right. use it. Yeah. Like, I also I just love the magic of 
as a kid, you have to share the TV with your parents. You yes, had to ask for permission. Like, I had to play the NES on my TV, an please. Point. And so now you had the TV in your hand. You're like, I don't need your fucking TV. I'll play right. this whenever. I remember I that's, not even an age, that's not even an age group thing. There just weren't that yeah. many TVs per household yeah. back then. And yeah. having your own to play games it's on. It's a dated thing of also saying, like, remember when we all sat around the no, radio? No, but I'm saying but that's, it's not an age group. What you just described was probably evident in 90% of households. You have yeah. one or two televisions and multiple people trying to use them at all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember huh. the, the Nintendo, when Nintendo Power like ran the first story about the Game Boy, I think I was only eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe seven, depending on when that issue came out. I'm betting I was eight. But being an eight-year-old who's still, you know, that's like second-ish grade, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, get, yeah, like first, second grade, something like that. You're six in kindergarten, uh, seven, first five. grade, eighth, eighth, second grade. Yeah, that, something that like that. Sense. But So super young. But I remember them trying to describe the idea of a handheld game system. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading it and like struggling to comprehend <laughs> like yeah. what I... Well, that I, didn't, I, uh, I don't what? remember minding that it was black and white. It was the idea that you did this portably. Yeah. A so game, why aren't you a giving game? a Nobel Prize? I have Super yeah. Mario in my hand, yeah. and yeah, I can play it whenever just, I want. It was just this, like, I'm like, wait, I, how, how do I play it on the go? Like, and it runs mm-hmm. on batteries. But what? How does it plug into a TV? It doesn't. Ever. It puts screens on a Yeah, it, it was just, it was a, such a foreign concept mm-hmm. that I... Should have playing video, Spider-Man we should start a video games game podcast. Yeah. <laughs> playing vi- we playing, should call it Foreign Concept. Playing Spider-Man games was part of that. I, I I also played a Spider-Man game today on a live stream. We because I didn't realize the Spider-Man Two is ten, ten years, years old. Ten years old, yeah. That that's a second a second Spider-Man Two has come yeah. out. To almost, 10 years. almost ten years to the day. It's shocking. It's uh, shocking. It would have been way. It would have been damn close to ten years to the day if mm-hmm. Spider-Man Two wouldn't hadn't been pushed from May to late June. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But that Spider-Man 2 game hasn't aged all that well. It was yeah. a very important game for its time, but the camera is all over the yeah. place. Like, And I, I just, going back to play it, I'm like, I miss markers. Where's a marker on screen to tell me that I can just make myself? Like, so Spider-Man 2, I loved to death because it was finally realized the swinging around a full city. That was great. And that was amazing, and that's all I did. I was like... Mm-hmm. The main game here is not very good. I don't want to finish it. Never did. Don't care. Yeah. Just spent all the time collecting all the shit on the map. Yeah. And same thing with Ultimate Spider-Man. Just swung mm-hmm. around. Well, I beat that because the game's like five hours. The story is better. And the story is better yeah. since it was... Did Bagley write, actually? Bendis wrote it. Bendis, Bendis wrote it. Bagley. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. No, yeah. It was... I... Yeah, I love... I, I do love Spider-Man games. I wish there were more better ones. But yeah. uh, uh, anyway... Shattered Dimensions was fine. Yeah. And Web of Shadows is the one to play. Hell yeah. And so good. And Edge of Time had the best Spider-Man costume th- material I've ever seen. Like oh, his okay. costume looked great. Thanks it, gets to Tony really, Hawk it gets really beat up during the game. Uh, like you, you can see like the threads on it and stuff, and mm. it moves. It it does it's not a second skin. Oh, so okay. speaking of Spider-Man, news. Breaking news, a jerk on Twitter spoiled Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man's ending for me. Wow, really? He did delete it right after he wrote it. Did he address it to you? Yeah, he said, "Add Henry, hey." Blur. Oh no! And then I rep- because the rest of the because Europe got it two yeah. weeks before America yeah. and, and so two I, weeks. And so then I replied with to him with a big capital letters thanks. And but I honestly like if this was Avenger, if this was Age of Ultron, the movie, I'd be super duper pissed. 
But I've already said like I'm not that invested in the Spider-Man movie. So I just I read I don't uh, care. It's Craig Candico's thoughts, and he's like, I am a defender of the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. I did not like this at all. Mm. Um, just if you I actually just, liked the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, and this mm, one let you down, but I don't like. I, this that's what I'm saying. First, yeah. We have we have nothing to look forward to. Mm. So is it going to be just me and Henry seeing this? Movie? I feel like it'll be the inverse, you, though. You think I won't go just because I know I'm not going to like it? I think a lot to of go. People, well. I think but, it won't, I, yeah, it won't I, be as many people as Captain America. Right. That's for but sure. But I, I don't like it in a way that's like bordering apathy. Mm. Where I'm like, mm. oh, okay. It's, it's Spider-Man. You, but it's Spider-Man. I see a Spider-Man go. film. Yeah. It's a new Spider-Man um, film. Should have gone to that musical. Well, so that much cost, better. And that costume <laughs> looks great. I wasn't in New York that time. So. You weren't? No. Oh. Why that costume does look great, you know? Like it is. That costume looks fantastic. I got no I got no geek. Beef. You got no geese. I got no geef. Uh, but, all right, in the quick news thing, uh, we should have a warning of this, of like, black guy alert, because... <laughs> black guy? Black man alert, because uh, Wally West... Uh, all right, sorry. Go for it. No, I think Henry Flash wants, spoilers. wants to crow about something. Okay. Okay. I think Ready? that's what's going on all right. here. All right, you know, there's something I want to... This is not fair. Bro. We do not have the right software uh, right now. Okay. All right. So look, people have been asking for Wally West to return ever since they started the new 52. That'll make Flash better. He's been missing a long time. Wally West is better than Barry Allen. Barry Allen is boring. I'm just going to say that right now. Wally West is awesome. Barry Allen's boring. Sure you want to go out on a limb like, like that? Je- Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Johns this is my wrote, favorite part of the show. Jeff Johns wrote. I'm crowing. <laughs> Jeff Johns Jeff Johns wrote Wally better than he wrote Barry Allen. Like, okay. and, mm-hmm. and he's the guy who should have been writing Barry Allen the best. Uh-huh. Anyway, so Wally West has returned to the books in a flash forward. Please don't tell me he's anything but white. He is an African-American oh my God. young man. Uh, just cancel all comic books. <laughs> this was the fear people were, gonna, were having when they cast Wally's dad in the Flash show that's coming up. Like... Wally West's father is played by a black guy, and so people are like, "Wait, is, is Wally going to be black now? He's he's white with red hair. That's Wally West." It just so. it, tie, it ties in. It's making me think of that one that Donald Glover bit. And what we were talking about earlier, mm. when you were saying about Miss Marvel, I find it fascinating that a comic book character doesn't come from my background. Yeah, and has a little bit of an interesting, but more of an interesting backstory. I love Morales Spider Man because yeah. I'll never know what it's like to be half Hispanic and half. Yeah, uh, it's just like I get like I'm definitely a, and if you want to cosplay, it's nice to have a character that looks like you. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing is like, what about the cosplay? No, it's just like <laughs> growing up, like we can identify with all these different superheroes because they're almost all white. So yes. it, it doesn't even enter my mind of like I rem- anything but that. You guys so. didn't seem to remember when Punisher turned black. I don't remember being upset. That he no, was black, but, or that well, he would that continue was, to be black. But there was uh, there was a tokenism to every non-white character. It mm. wasn't just like, right. oh, they're a regular person who is black. They're like, it's the Mexican superhero from Mexico, right. Super mm. Burrito or something. <laughs> that was a that was a shitty part. Or there's like the girl uh, who's from Puerto Rico, and her costume is the flag, and uh, or the Israeli superhero, yeah. or all the like. They were all they were defined by their by their ethnicity. Yeah. A lot of them were. Yeah. So. I, but I also understand, like, when a character's been around for 100 million years and mm-hmm. then you change their ethnicity, but it's like, eh, most of these characters, like, I agree that that's 
it can only make them more interesting. It's kind of jarring to be like, oh, that's not who this character is anymore. But it's also like the personality is the same. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to bet he's going to be like Wally West. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just maybe now some black kid will read comics and be like, oh, Mm -hmm. cool. A a guy that has powers that his bit isn't his bit isn't that he's black. I would take Mm -hmm. it further in that his backstory and the things he has to the things around him being this hero because you could take Miles Morales and to put all the stories into a white Peter Parker and it wouldn't really matter once he puts the suit on. Yeah. Right. But everything that happens outside of that is interesting and something I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And I also like, well, I also just like the ultimate universe has become like, no, death is dead. Like they, they've, yeah. been, they've been slowly just wiping the board of like, Who's a double character? Like, let's get rid of him. Right. This Wolverine's pretty much Wolverine. This Spider-Man's be Spider-Man. The Fantastic Four is a Fantastic Four. And so just one by one, they'd be like, kill off but that But there's guy, a new Ultimate it, Fantastic is, Four. Is that what, is it is Ultimate FF, FF, led by Sue. Tony Stark. Reed, yeah, Reed has gone crazy. He became a supervillain. Yeah, Captain cool. America's dead. Huh. Like, that... Iron Man and Thor are the two of the few doubles that are left. Hmm. But I both have, of neither of them are too much like the. No, they're different enough. Well, like for uh, with Tony, he drinks. Like Tony. Right. Well, he drinks, alcohol. and it's also like at least. I mean, I haven't read Ultimates in several years, but mm. it was like the suit was still a a very expensive, clunky piece of machinery that would break. That and would he'd be break. like, oh, my battery's out. Like he just always. Yeah. It was not. It didn't. Yeah, that's true. When he's Iron Man in oh. most of the comics, it's just functionally I a suit. Hate to bring in news from my Mexican trip. Uh oh. But I did. Uh, I think I told you this because it was the dumbest, best Mexican joke I've ever made. Oh, I was out swimming, and right. I'm in Mexico, and there's just like parasailers, parasailers everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I see um, fly a flyboard, and somebody gets the idea to go and do that. Mm-hmm. A flyboard is like a snowboard that you keep connected at the bottom of your feet. Right. And <clears throat> someone has video footage of me trying, like I did it, I got on it, hurt myself a great deal. Not a, not a man in shape, but it is the perfect Iron Man. Uh, dude, the guy is propelled by his feet and his hands for balance. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, yeah. I constantly look like Iron Man and the guy, the instructions, because the guy, the guy on the jet ski is doing your throttle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, go like this if you want to go high. So you actually have to strike an Iron Man pose <laughs> to go higher on the jet boots. And I have a picture like in a red and white <laughs> life jacket. With my with my head lifted up to the air, flying from my feet. Wow! It was in yeah. It was that sounds fucking, pretty cool. It was fucking awesome. And then we, cool. we we got off it and like there are pairs parasailers coming in like over hundreds of people in the water and the line is coming down. I don't know if you've been to Mexico before. And then the parasailers were come off as the boat goes forty miles an hour that way and lifts a person off the ground. And the wires are like oh, shit. Mm. This decapitation wire like flies through you. And I got to say, literally, God, what is this, Mexico? <laughs> yeah. wubba dubba 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 wubba dubba 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 All right. Let's go to last week's question of the week, which was not about disgusting, cap- disgusting Captain America anymore. Which they were. Uh, this was Cape Crisis question 88. What should be the next bit of superhero product placement based on the Carl's Jr. and Evian ads and all that stuff? This is how, man, this is what, I've lived in the West Coast too long. I should be calling it Hardee's. Hardee's. It's Hardee's. It is Hardee's. Uh, they're Hardee's biscuits. I really, I want to eat so many Hardee's biscuits. <laughs> it's all I want to do, but I can't. Uh, I got to stay strong. 
Last, I've only the last had community freeze. has a very strong subway presence. That's all I'll say. Uh, I've I've only had freeze dried fruit today. That's all I've eaten. <laughs> okay. Uh, first responder is a bus full of nuns, which is a really good one. I want to see the Punisher doing ads for the NRA. Eh, not bad. <laughs> I, love it. I am the NRA. Pfft. That'd be good. What the hell? I'm just approving comments in here because it's been a while. And John Doe just wrote, "Chris sucks ass. Henry is supreme." Yeah, there were a couple comments like that. Is that there, in context or one, something? No, there's. I think there were two commenters on there. Just what did I do. One guy said. Henry, I really like you. Chris is driving me crazy. I can't stand him. I think somebody mentioned that you said that uh, black people don't tip at some point. And Never. To that. <laughs> Never. I In the show? I, I'm just saying, look for the quote, man. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Look, I'm get... saying to that person, I can grow as a person. And that includes tipping my waiter. <laughs> All right, a- Airbot Master, uh, he brought up ones that did happen. Uh, well, first off, he says any delivery service should have the Flash or Quicksilver in it. Like, totally. Spider-Man's due in the mail, like the post office. It, it should be Quicksilver, man. Uh, well, it's just weird because, like, what is the what is the Spider-Man tie-in in the UK? Because he's not the postal service. Yeah, I think it's the Avion. Oh, I is think, that the Avion? I think it's the Avion one. Uh, but he also brings up the, like, he, I can distinctly remember a can of Pringles and Norton antivirus in the Ed Norton Hulk film. And then, of course... Uh, we'll smash your virus software. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Let's see here. Awkward Loser says, continuing with X-Men being forced to shield because Mar- DC- Disney and Marvel has a bit too much dignity. I'd like to see Ellen Page, Ian McKellen, or Brian Singer uh, drop a promo for Cameron Esposito's new comedy CD. <laughs> oh, she's great. Yeah. She's amazing. She, she is great. So we're open for Anthony Jeselnik. It was amazing. Uh, she, was she funnier than Anthony Jeselnik? Uh, I hate crowd work normally. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Talk to the audience. She was amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> always death. You hate, you know, I know from experience, you're not a fan of crowd work. Nope. But, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. As for endorsements, okay, another one. Uh, Midna Majora. Says, uh, let's see here. It's a Metroid reference, by the way. I would say that the best approach would be one of a more comical tone, but then you get crap like Mystique needs to be a big fat guy to eat a big fat burger. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see that shit? What? That in, in Mystique's Carl's Jr. commercial, oh, no. that their burger is too big for her womanly face, and that she had to transform into a big kind of chunky guy to eat it. Like, did it they was, actually get Jennifer Lawrence? Did he hold no, gross? I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> so it, can't, it can't be like Oscar winner Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> really, like n- that's not in her contract. It totally, like. Uh. And she already says she's not going to lose weight for a role. You can't have her biting into Hardy's burgers. Good man, she should stay she's like super hot. So. Yeah, she's she's Hollywood, not fat or not skinny. Right? No, nope, she's great. Do not I change. Love, yeah, she is great, man. I love her so much. Uh, one more that I need. To, I, I screwed up. In the comments of the episode, I will point out that uh, I haven't watched <laughs> it yet, but I think I know what he's talking about. Dango Mushi says, Henry, please tell me you've seen this video about product placement in Spider-Man. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Just Spider-Man talking to a Coke can <laughs> and uh, all that. It, it was pretty funny. Oh, uh, Aaron Baba says... I would love to see Chris Evans do his cap routine and try to sell some war bonds. Can you buy war bonds <laughs> I anymore? No, I don't know. You should be able to buy war bonds for this unending war, right, Obama? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, war bomber. War, right, war bomber. Mm-hmm. 
All right, uh, question of the week for... Man, if only you had a time to prepare. Look, uh, you know what? Hmm. We did talk a lot about video games. Okay, your favorite... Spider-Man? Comic book video game memory from before 1998, if you have one, before they were any good. I want to hear old comic book video games that were crappy that you, you ended up enjoying or didn't, but... I uh, love telling people this story. Um, I joined the YMCA swim team mm-hmm. only so I could get Spider-Man on the Genesis. <laughs> and true. and my dad said, if you place it in a meet, you can have Spider-Man on the, on the Genesis. So I practiced. I placed second mm-hmm. out of the region. Wow. I walked to my dad in a towel and like, I quit Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and never, ever worked on the swim team again. It's, it's one of the mm. coolest, stupidest things I've ever That's, done in my entire life. It's a very Chris story. Now I think, now I think about Chris, I'm like, all right, I'm going to work real hard on this thing. All right, did I quit? Never again. <laughs> like, did it already. I hated it. I hated it. It fucking sucked. I, so developing back knee probably as well. Uh, a bunch of stuff going at on. At 12? Probably. Um, you know, I'm going to goo with... Um, the Spider-Man arcade game, Oof. like Ooh, the I, I just like that era of when Sega had Spider-Man. Like it was interesting that they were able to score him out of all characters, and that that, that uh, his uh, his Genesis games I didn't play all that much. It had this weird thing where you had to take a photograph of the screen and like get the villain in it and stuff to make money to buy web fluid. Which what? this oh, was yes. in the Game Gear version. Yes, at yes, least. yes, yes. Oh yeah, the you Genesis had, and you. Like I. As a comic book nerd, even at the time, I did like Spider-Man's got a yeah. It, web fluid costs money. He takes <laughs> pictures to earn web fluid money. Yeah, it makes right. it makes perfect sense. But the the beat 'em up was more fun. It was so colorful. It had all the guys who were in the comics. A lot of in cool the early like 90s. The, the scaling sprites. The scaling was the best. That was that was them being creative because like the Avengers game was just like. Well, at least they had auto-scrolling stages, but the no! Avengers, <laughs> Avengers game was basic. Avengers and X-Men were just the beat-em-up machine. Yeah. But Spider-Man did all those levels and then like four or five times pulled back and was like, no, it's a big-ass stage. Find Doc Ock in it. Yeah. Ooh, I, I had a lot of fun with that. I wish that one was emulated. I don't know. Or not emulated, but re-released. <clears throat> by, yeah. on, it on is live. weird how in the modern, like we got Simpsons, we got X-Men, mm-hmm. but Spider-Man never made it. Yeah, I guess. Well, but it, but it is like the I don't only. Know. The publisher was Sega there. Like maybe Sega. Still, who knows the, what Sega wanted? Mm, to we're do. not. It's not like. Yes, we're getting an Amazing Spider-Man Two console mm. game. That is not happening for any more superhero movies. Yeah. Could no. you just allow someone to re-release an arcade? Well, that's. I mean, yeah, that is what happened. Like Konami seemed to be the one who's the most open. They were it. the ones who did. Mm-hmm. They did X-Men. They did Simpsons. They did Turtles. Mm-hmm. They made a deal. They made a deal. And they made it happen. Like, and they all got, got delisted. Yeah, well, the deals are only for so long. That's but never, you, whoever never, heard, I know who's heard of that. I nice. never understand. I, I think that. everybody listening who is of our generation that'll do a lot more for your anticipation factor. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Well, now when you're used to the idea of like like Burger Time is getting delisted, a game that I wasn't all that interested in, but now that I know like if I don't buy it this week, I could might be able to never legitimately buy it again. Mm. Maybe I should download it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, All right, but Brett, for sorry. me, uh, obviously the Spider-Man Sega CD game, which I've spoken about. Adley. I did an episode about it. Yeah. Um, it's it's a decent... I actually really like that game <laughs> because it is the Genesis game, but like like embiggened in every way. Like <laughs> more frames of animation, more levels, voice acting, cutscenes, like 
um, new moves, like a bunch of new stuff. And it is like super hokey and the soundtrack is incredible and the voice work is like all Cam Clark. Mm. That lizard scream. The lizard scream. Uh, <laughs> ah! It's great. Um, that game's super fun. And it's kind of going voiced... out. I'm going to do one take at the scream. And yeah. Just give it my all. Well, and the Spider-Man is voiced like a 38-year-old dad. What's that? Uh, it's, I might have to pull it up. I'm sure you can just do uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Sega CD cutscene, and any of that will be yeah, fine. Yeah, just in case we have any listeners who haven't listened to everything we've ever I know, recorded. It's, it's let's, a maybe lot. let's but give just, them a... But it's important to note, though, the background music of that is like this weird, like, like lounge jazz PC, music. Like, like uh, Treasure Master. Yeah, whereas the Holy in-game music shit. is just shredding guitars. So this background music that's all like... It was the 1940s. <laughs> um, but then also, uh, I had a lot of fun memories of that first Game Boy Spider-Man game because back then a Spider-Man video game was still like a novelty. Yeah, it was just and like, it's yeah. a bad game. I felt that same way. Yeah. But and I think I pointed this out somewhere else on a podcast. <laughs> but found it. Looking, <laughs> going on. Oh boy! So this is story, Spider-Man has just beat up Kurt Connors and turned him back into Kurt Connors. He's trying to a find key? a key. Could this be the key? It's a fucking key. It's just literally a key. I don't know. I don't know. I've never saw it before. before. Why are you heading? Here, you, you take, take it. it. Thanks, Thanks, Kurt. This will help me clobber the kingpin. <laughs> yes. What's happening to me? And he turns back into the lizard. <laughs> oh, no. He's the lizard again. <laughs> uh. Meanwhile, he's like being blasted by Merlin or something while it's happening. Ding. Yeah, that was uh, that was. It's uh, always funny, but that game is great, and it'll never be re-released. I, that's nope. just one of those things. Like Sega CD, no one will touch it. I want. To, well, I there's so many it. people that uh, like. There's all those voice actors that yeah. so everybody, but. In the case of everybody but Activision, I'm talking to you, Marvel. You don't want to make more games. Everybody you've ever made a game with is on the verge of going out of business. <laughs> Make a giant compilation from the Atari to the PlayStation Spider-Man games. Everyone. Good luck. A lot of stuff in Good there. Good luck with that. Uh, you I'll like, talk to the you LGN. You should be the mediator. Yeah, I'll talk get the, to the LGN. Let's get the LGN estate on the phone. But you the thing that, about that Game Boy game, and I mentioned this before, was uh, each stage would, see, would give you... Uh, a quick introduction where Spider-Man talks on a walkie-talkie to the boss at that level. So it's like, Hobgoblin, barf, barf, barf. Yep, yeah. <laughs> but this was, in in a lot of cases, because, like, I hadn't seen the cartoon. There, like, there was no 90s cartoon yet. Amazing Friends was not on, and there's no internet or DVD to see it. So, like, I don't even... I'm not even sure I know it exists yet. Mm-hmm. So seeing Spider-Man in any kind of motion... Talk. Talk uh, outside of a Deke logo or whatever. <laughs> it was a novelty, really which is still amazing. When you, th- baby production when you think logo. about that Spider-Man animated logo, it, looked great. it looks insane. But it's, uh, it's also crazy to think of a time where like there's not enough Spider-Man. Where yeah, there's not enough Spider-Man? Spider-Man shit because everyone's a horrible brand manager until apparently five years ago. But <laughs> ten years ago, ten years ago, sure. Uh, but was when you get to the last stage and it's Venom seeing Venom's eyes move mm-hmm. and he like blinks and it, it's weird because you never really think about Venom blinking or yeah. beha- or, or behaving at all really because the Spidey eye holes are not a cover of a mask with an extension of yeah, the skin yeah and, and, and Spidey's eyes in the com- in the game do the Eric Larson thing where they ah. kind of like bend well that so was he, when it was it was yeah, done it was Larson yeah. Years, yeah. but it was just weird to see like in a way that's like the first time I saw a lot of these characters moving hmm. 
Um, I never thought about it. So like it's that. super weird. Uh, and then also big memories of playing that six man uh, X Men arcade yeah. cabinet it's and so just good. the spectacle of a screen that have been her I style think, yeah. like sixteen by nine <laughs> or Cinerama, Cinerama like massive widescreen TV, long and thin, mm-hmm. and six characters running at once, fighting tons of enemies. Uh, and then the ending is going off, and we fly out of Asteroid M, and, and I accidentally like lean on the counter and tap a button, which skips the ending, <laughs> and goes right back to level one. And everyone, because it was one of those arcade games where there's a crowd around you, and you hear this, oh! And I'm just like, oh, no. Oh! And I just imagine like a South Park, yeah. oh! Yeah, and I'm literally, like I guess, 11 or 12, so I'm like, I will get the shit kicked out of me if they know it was me. See, because you again, have to act along with like, yeah, yeah, oh damn, oh no, what, what? happened? Uh, what a jip! Because nineties lingo. Because this <laughs> is again, this is no YouTube. There's no internet to look up the ending. It's like, what does has anyone ever here beat it? No. Does anyone know what the ending of this game is? Nope. You just skipped it. That was thirty bucks for each of us to get this far. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all right. So yeah, share your favorite old school retro video game comic book memories in the forum post for this week's episode and then uh, go to lasertimepodcast.com to see all the other cool stuff that we have like uh, Laser Time will be back next week no Laser Time this week but hey there was a great one we've had a great slew of shows and the backlog one super important that was a really good one with yeah. our buddy Tim Turry mm. good man I like that guy uh, let's see. Also, cheap popcast. Right. We had the uh, WrestleMania one. Have another one soon. I'm mm. guessing. Video game apocalypse. Well, the video game podcast where they talk about video games a little more than we did this week. <laughs> Just a little. And Brett. Uh, VGEmpire.com on Twitter as well. Video game music podcast. We did uh, recently Metal Gear Solid series episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a fun with Famicom, like the launch era of that Famicom was great. games. Uh, GTA one two three episode, uh, mm. you know pre mixtape Vice City style music. So, yep. uh, and then uh, we've got some episodes coming up soon. There's some movies coming out. We got some, yeah, we got some stuff brewing, guys. Yeah. So uh, for next Monday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is that next <laughs> Wednesday uh, for another VG Empire? Monday. VG Empire right, is every other Wednesday. So until next time, Excelsior. Excelsior.